It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and joining me from twinfo.com.au. Naomi, how are you going? I don't know if I've got an answer for that. <laughs> Look, that is probably the fairest thing to say. It's... um. We are a little bit delayed this week and for a very good reason. We have toyed with the idea about where we go, but things have escalated so quickly. It is absolutely impossible not to focus on the only thing that we are talking about at the moment, and that is the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I want to genuinely ask you a question to kick this off, Naomi. Are you okay? Because I feel like this time, this point in time, this is the most imperative question we need to ask everyone. Yeah, I do know. I actually almost thought about sending a message to that Are You OK Day organisation to say, hey, you need to like bring it forward or whenever it is to now because this is the question we need to be asking each other. And um, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I actually don't know. Mm. Some one One moment I'm fine and then – the next moment I'm not, um, and one minute I'm thinking, no, it's okay, we've got this, and the next I'm completely anxious, thinking that all my parents are going to die, I'm going to die, who's going to look after my children, oh, maybe my children are going to get it, you know, mm. which is ridiculous. You can't keep thinking like that, but it's everywhere. You cannot turn around without um, it happening. I randomly, and you know, here we go off topic immediately. I fell off my bicycle this morning and <laughs> Sorry, I, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I felt like you just I did not see that coming. Sorry. I know. And I like the fact that we're already laughing two minutes into this because it's gonna be intense. So let's laugh. I fell off my bicycle and a lady ran across the road and helped me up. And mm. then you could almost see it go through her mind because she it's just Instinct, natural yeah. human reaction. She instinctively bless her cotton socks and thank her very much. I have no idea who she was, but thank you. She also caught my dog um, who caused me to fall off my bike. Um, she caught my dog, helped me up off my bike, picked me up. Are you okay? You know, and everything like that. And then you could just see it. You could almost see the penny drop and she stepped back and moved her hands away from me. Mm. Yeah, and I just I realised straight away what had happened. Yeah, and I and didn't want to make her uncomfortable because she had been so helpful to me. Yeah. I mean, she literally picked me up off the tarmac on the road, um, off the asphalt or whatever you call it. And um, yeah, and I thought, okay, this is what our world has come to. Yeah, I hope that when we all get back to normal, that that instinctiveness to go and help someone is still there. Do you know what I I have a feeling and. Chris and I have said this in the last couple of days. We don't know what – we call it the new normal because we, we feel like mm. inevitably um, when you have a catastrophic event in the world like this, it, things are going to be different on the other side and we don't know what that's going to look like at this point in time. Um, but I feel that it might almost be bigger. We might almost be more affectionate and and – put down our guard, even if it's not necessarily physical or tangible to begin with. I hope that we can get through that as the panic subsides and we go back into love and nurture and appreciating what we have. You know, um, this is going to sound very left field and completely not the direction that we were going to talk about. 
But in one way, I'm almost hoping that if we do have a, 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 an enforced lockdown, which, you know, is possibly going to happen, it will just give families that time to reconnect. We all just live in such a busy world that it will give people a chance just to sit on the couch and watch a movie with their children because mm. I actually don't do that. Mm. I put a movie on my children so I can do other jobs around the house. Yeah. I don't sit with them and watch it. And do you so, know, um, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. The, I'm the same and I've noticed that even since even since the last few weeks have happened and, and we'll get to it later but I've sort of been on COVID watch for a while as you may know. Um, <laughs> but I've noticed in the last week or so since things have really ramped up in this country, I'm looking after myself and my family better Um and in yeah, and I mean that by the sense, you. like we are we are ridiculously busy at the moment, um, for reasons we're, we're sort of on the other end of the curve at the moment. And but one of the things is I've noticed, like I've, I'm not cutting corners. I'm I'm putting more attention into our health. I'm making sure that every day we're out getting vitamin D, sunshine. I'm putting that phone away. Things that I always tell myself that I sort of think I do, but I'm making myself do them because I realise yeah. so many times I'm not present in the moment. Or I'm not putting that phone away for half an hour and just sitting in the backyard watching the kids on the trampoline in the sunshine thinking, how long will we have this for? That sounds a little bit morbid, but at the same time, it's made me already take that little step back and go, I need to savour more of my days. It is. And, you know, I I don't know. And I actually even thought maybe it was false advertising. Who knows? Don't trust anything I say because I'm no COVID expert. That's for sure. But... Um, I was reading something today that vitamin, well, getting out in the sun and the vitamin D and everything like that can actually help um, reduce your chances of getting it. Not yeah. the vitamin D, more the the sunlight burning it off your the germs off your skin and your clothes and everything. A bit of both, and, actually. You know, you are on oh, you okay. are on a good wicket there, and I have done a lot of research. And I'll just let our listeners know I'm not a scientist in this particular field, but I do have a background in medical science. My best friend is a PD. Yeah, I was also actually about to say, let's make sure that everyone knows what Nikki has literally yeah. been living and dreaming this. Um, I not have... dreaming in a good way. No. Dreaming in a bad way are nightmares of this. I but will yeah, Nikki preempt that. commercial yeah. radio. Yeah. yeah, so I work in commercial radio, so I am a, I'm a journalist and I am very, very passionate about correct facts before anybody jumps down our throats and says um, the media is skewing th- things. There are, there are a few sources sensationalising things, which frustrates me, but I'm very uh, much up to date on the facts, not to mention both of my parents are doctors for over 50 years. And so my... I've got a lot of information now. Everybody's flying blind to a certain point. The epidemiologists, the virologists, everybody is learning as we go. But I'm trying my best to keep myself up to speed with the latest information from the viable, tangible sources like the WHO, the CDC and our Australian Health Authority. So I'm doing my best. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Is that, I mean, I, know, I, I, I published an article on Twinfo about dealing with the anxiety from coronavirus and one thing is that you need to step away from it. Yeah. Now, that is a little bit easier for us because, as you were saying earlier, um, my kids were out jumping on the trampoline. I actually put my phone inside so I, I wasn't checking to see if anyone was doing a Facebook Live from somewhere mm. that I could watch, you mm. know, for an update or 
you know, I wasn't checking, the, you know, the four or five news channels that I, I troll. Um, you know, I wasn't looking on Facebook sites for updates. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit out in the sun, I'm going to watch the kids on the trampoline, and I'm going to leave my phone inside so I'm not tempted and I can't hear it ping and everything like that. Because, and I justified it to myself that it was good for me to sit in the sun, but I think mentally yep. it was good for me to switch off, yep. which makes me worried about you because I don't know how you can do it. Um, You're you, living it. I am living it. actually having it, Yeah, I'm, I'm living. I'm living the numbers and that's a scary thing. Mm. Um, a lot of us are waiting with bated breath and watching. I mean, I woke up this morning and I I didn't want to punch in death toll in Italy. I, I didn't want to write those words, but I also knew that I had to because we're sort of benchmarking what's happening in Italy as a, and and I guess the most extreme that we know at the moment. Um, so y- you find yourself looking at numbers and it's crippling. I've cried. I'll be quite honest. I went and sat in my, I've sat in my car and cried. I've sat in my walk-in wardrobe and cried. Um, I've, but I've also done exactly that. I, every single day I have taken a photo and if you follow me on Facebook, I am putting up positive news stories that I can find as much as I possibly can. So I'm looking at what I call reverse statistics as well. So I'm looking at the number of recoveries. I'm looking at um, some of the positive things like yesterday, 1.5 million masks arrived in Australia. Another 30 million are going to be here by Friday. And I'm trying to source as much of that positive information as I can, both for myself, but for other people as well, because I think we need it. And yeah, we do. Definitely the last... For yeah. me, have been the environmental ones. Yes, you know, yep. looking at the pictures of Venice, so clear. Um, my uh, my in laws live in Hong Kong, and it's clear. Yeah, um, it's not beautiful. that they can really go and look at it, but but do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the images that are coming out of places, yeah. and that kind of stuff really excites me. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit nerdy to say, but I, I find that really exciting and. Um, so they're the kind of stories that I've been focusing on, mm. um, because I'm not looking at the numbers like you are. So I'm like, oh, well, let's look at this. Let's look at that. Yeah. And I've been showing the kids differences of, you know, the, the quality of the air. Like, look, look, this is out of granny and grandpa's window. Look, you can actually see Hong Kong yeah. and all of this kind of stuff. And I think yeah. that's really important. And as you said, and, and my biggest thing for anybody, whatever facet you, that you're dealing with this, if you have, um, you know, let's be absolutely black and white. If you have just lost your job, if you're on the the point of losing mm. your job, um, if you're worried about your partner losing their job, if you are, if you've just got your kids, your babies out of NICU and you don't know what to do, um, take that mental health break because every yeah. single day now I make myself, even if it's a 20 minute bike ride around the block with the kids, we get out, we feel the fresh air, we do soak up that vitamin D, we get the adrenaline going a little bit. Um, even if sometimes it's just a little bit. The other day, Chris and I did a boxing session in our backyard um, just to get the adrenaline going and make ourselves feel a bit more positive, a bit better. And we're very lucky in Australia. We have a good climate. We are coming into winter, but it's not as harsh as, you, you know, what you're seeing in New York at the moment or Italy. Absolutely. You know, we are very yep. blessed. We have a lot of beautiful blue skies and that can change how you cope with this. And it's going to get worse unfortunately um, and I mean just little things like you know you having a boxing session that sounds amazing in the back garden in the sun mm. but you know we're not even on lockdown yet what happens when we're on lockdown it concerns me greatly mm. having multiples is so stressful well, let's not sugarcoat it um 
it's it's wonderful as well. It's great and it's fantastic, but it is also very stressful. And mm. all of a sudden, being stuck at home with your partner and multiples plus your other children, um, who may be teething, your partner may not have been around as much while they have been teething. You know, all of a sudden, having a boxing match possibly is not. Um, something that's going to have a good outcome <laughs> that's true I didn't think no, of that I'm one serious. No, I'm serious <laughs> no, like that, yeah. that worries me I didn't think of that like as I said we were just doing some some training because Chris used to coach and um you're right I mean I think for everybody you need to almost sit down with your other half and work out how are we going to get through this particularly mm. if suddenly um like a lot of couples these days, we, we spend our quality time together. But let's be honest, it's not stuck in a house with each other for, you know, no. 24-7 for 14 to 28 days, depending on how long, it, you know, lockdown goes on for. So, I, you know, how yeah, are I all saw these... An amazing, yeah, I saw a meme the other day that was like, oh, you're so beautiful, I love you. You're blinking too loudly. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, yeah, that that's me. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting one for everyone because we haven't sort of been in that position where, um, and you know, I, again, I'm trying to be more of the positive than the negative, which is ironically against my nature. I'm usually quite a doomsdayer, but I'm just trying my best, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I, I saw a meme the other day that said um, something along the lines of, you know, divorce rates will be at their highest after COVID-19. And, and I thought, geez, what a negative attitude to have. Why aren't we saying things like, you know, new family relationships will be built on better foundations as a result of oh, this. Oh, you haven't seen the one then that, um, they're going to be called the um Oh, the coronials. Yeah, I see that one as well. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> oh. I thought that was brilliant. I thought, good on them, you know. Like, gosh, they obviously don't have twins at home um, watching you 24-7 um, like I do. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if they're off making babies, then good on them. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> your luck. kids are at home too, guys. Like, like, hello, <laughs> the kids are there as well. Like, I don't think so anyway. Uh, somebody's being the optimistic. One thing that we ha- the one thing we have done is that we've, um, I have said to Dave, um, to my partner and my children, that if we go down on lockdown, we need to have a big family meeting. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we will definitely do. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, I think we need to so that everybody's on the same page. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, have you had that conversation with your partner? Um, let's put that question out on the Facebook page, you know. Yeah. Have you guys talked about that? Um, have you talked about how life is going to work? I've seen these memes and I am not belittling any, anyone's um, work status or anything like that, but talking about, oh, all of a sudden um, the invisible load is going to become not so invisible if you're a stay-at-home parent and yeah. things like that. And these are very, very big conversations that lots of people are going to be having. Or if you've got a situation where you're used to having sort of a stay-at-home parent, one may be out in the workforce, kids at school, and now suddenly, you know, one person's trying to do homeschooling, the other person's trying to still hold down, maybe working at home. I mean, how do those dynamics work? Yeah, that's going to be interesting for us because obviously, you know, I've got Twinfo, um, and I literally work from nine to three. I barely get out of my seat. And all of a sudden I'm going to be expected to, like this is in my eyes and this is, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But in my eyes I'm thinking, how am I going to work nine to three plus homeschool my twins Mm. plus have Dave at home plus do this plus do that plus, you know, 
not being able to go out and cook, not being able to do any of our extracurricular activities, not going to be able to, do, you know, goodness, we're almost out of cat litter. I haven't been able to get cat litter, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, man, I'm going to be cleaning up cat wee constantly, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, bless the little the cat, you know, it, the cat wee's down the bath bug hole, but it doesn't always get it mm-hmm. down there. So I'm constantly having to wash the bathtub out. And I'm thinking, man, this is just an extra job that I really don't have time or I didn't want to do it. I mean, no one ever wants to clean up cat wee, but do you know what I mean? Like I'm mm. just, I feel um, angry that I'm suddenly being having to do this because I can't buy cat litter because everyone's buying it up and hoarding it. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? I think the ridiculous. thing is that everybody is is struggling and and the littlest things, I mean, I was I was talking to a friend a lot younger than me and she was like, oh, you know, I, I can't go out and do this and I can't go to the gym and I can't do this. And I thought, oh, come on, you know, compared to other people's can'ts, they're not as bad. But we all have our own restrictions. And for the first time really since the, the last war, has are we finding ourselves in a society where every single person has to make sacrifices, is going yeah. to lose something. Um, be it monumental like a human being in their life or be it a job or be it a contact with someone or their ability to go out and go for a walk or, you know, do what they want. We've become so lucky even though we've lost sight of it to a point. It's funny how sometimes pendulums swing and I think there is not a single person and that's what I keep reminding myself when I'm getting frustrated with it. I'm like, everyone is sacrificing. I mean, I wrote, I read a story the other day that really resonated with me and it was, it was just a post actually, but it was from a mother who said, um, she's a mum of three kids, wasn't a multiple mum, but three kids. And her husband's a doctor who's already said that he will be moving out for five months to live elsewhere while he manages the COVID-19 crisis so that he doesn't risk bringing it to his family. So she's now going to be on her own with these three kids. That's my sister-in-law. Is it really? No longer. Yeah. No, not the person you were speaking to, but exactly that exact same thing. It is no longer a matter of if you're going to get it, it's when you're going to get it. And the same thing. Um, now, she's not here. She lives in another country. But, that, you know, same thing. She's been offered accommodation at the hospital mm. um, and which she would have to move into for five or six months. Now, she can either do that and be away from her par- her family. Mm. Um, she has several children. Or she, you know, she goes she home to them. Risk. And, I mean, to have to make those decisions. Mm. One thing for me, and this is going to sound um, for me to even think this way, um, it's the first time I've ever thought this. I have to say, though, something just flicked through my mind the other day. I was actually standing up emptying the compost bin and it flicked through my mind and I thought, I'm actually jealous of the people who are going to go into lockdown that don't have children. Mm. I never think that way. We, As you know, we did yeah. eight rounds of IVF. We had a miscarriage along the way. You know, all of that kind of stuff. But I was looking around my little area where I live in and I was looking at all these houses around me that just had younger couples living in them, which I'm friends with and they're all lovely people. But I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I'd love to just have, you know, to be locked down for three or four weeks. And there's so much I could get done. I could do this. I could do that. I mean, Bunnings sold out of paint, for goodness sake. Isn't it funny? Because when I when I think about it, and this, again, is just an example of how the opposite we are. And I guess because a lot of my life, 
is not changing, to be quite frank, right now. And even mm. if we go into lockdown, a lot of my life doesn't change because I'm Which at home with same. my kids the whole time. Which is the same for so many multiple yeah. birth parents. I have seen this across um, the multiple birth forums all week. And everyone's like, oh, I really don't quite get it. Like, all these people are talking about how they're going to miss out on this, that and the other. But, you know, that, this yeah. is my life. Yeah, I don't see any difference. And I... I was looking at the other side of the coin and thinking, because I'm an overthinker and I analyse everything and I sit there and I think about it. And I'm like, maybe I'm in a better position because I've got my children to distract me. Um, and so I was thinking that I feel fortunate that I've got my kids because I can't imagine for me what it would be like sitting here in lockdown in isolation, stewing over what the outcome of the world is going to be. I'd probably drive myself crazier than I will with my two four-year-olds. And I'm going to be pretty crazy with my two four-year-olds. <laughs> but oh God, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of okay that I've got them because I feel like for me, it's going to distract me. I have to keep structure and I have to keep focused for them. I love how different we are and how well we get along. (laughs) I just, I can't believe that because that is literally my thought was, I'm so glad I've got my kids because every day I've got to get up and I can't let the depressive side of it get to me because I've got to get them breakfast and I've got to keep positive and I've got to keep moving forward for them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, it's so funny because, I mean, so Nikki and I, last year, we completely winged season one. Yeah, of totally. Talking Twins and more. And um, we were like, right, let's do this a bit more properly. Uh, yep. <laughs> we've got no idea what we're doing, let's be honest. But let's do this properly. We did a whole plan. We've actually already recorded our next few episodes. Yep. Um, but we can't Which we can't them. use now no. because we just didn't feel that they were. We no. will use them eventually. But... Um, you know, when we relaunched last week, we didn't expect all this to happen and we've already recorded the next few mm-hmm. episodes. Last year, we were literally flying by the seat of our plants and it would be like, oh, Sunday night, oh, we've got to record, it's going out Monday morning. Um, whereas now we, we're quite a few episodes ahead and we can't use them. Again, though, we are so different and this is what makes it work is that we have such different stories. I love it. I know. I think that's hilarious. I'd love to know what which side of the fence everyone's thinking. Are you nervous about having your kids, like being in lockdown with your kids or are you like me and actually excited that you've got something to distract you from what's going on in the rest of the world? <laughs> and I think, you know what the big difference that I'm going to say is with that? What? Is the you're not going to be homeschooling them. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it. Like for me, I just we just do what we do every other day when we're not at preschool, which is arts and crafts and nothing changes. Do you know what I mean? So You know, you've just got an internal weekend. Yeah, exactly. And don't get oh, me wrong, I, like I know they'll drive me bonkers. Oh, absolutely they're going to, my gosh. And did you hear that in Western Australia they're now starting to limit alcohol? That, that broke what? my heart. Lucky I already stopped I know. Up. Yeah, totally. That was the only panic the, buying I've done. Yeah, I was going to say everyone else was panic buying toilet paper. No. I was ban- panic can, buying wine. You can keep your toilet um, paper. It's all yours. I've got wine. Yep. Yep, totally. <laughs> hey, I need to ask you a serious question um, because this is a position that I'm not in, but I think it might help other people. Um, and it's one of the things that I've been thinking about and I've said to a lot of people, I'm in t- eternally grateful that my kids at the age of four are too young to understand what's going on. How are you coping? How are you coping with that conversation with your kids? So that that's a very interesting question. Um, yeah, I, my kids, 
I've actually had to say to them that they're not going to see their grandparents for possibly six months. Mm. Now, they, they've got um, seven grandparents, so they're extremely blessed to have so many um, grandparents. Um, and yet they're not going to see any of them for that amount of time. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That just that breaks my heart because so much is going to change in that time. And I know we've got Skype and, you know, and Zoom and WhatsApp, Messenger, you know, all those a million different apps out there that are out there, but they're not going to see them. What for me was listening to my mum get really upset when the New South Wales Queensland border was closed. Now, we're only three hours apart, which when I'm popping down for a, the day or the weekend seems like forever. But really, she is only three hours apart. Now I can't see her. I cannot get in the car and go down and visit her. And for me, the kids realised that. They were like, well, I told them. They didn't realise that. I told them. Well, I told them we couldn't go and see them because they're all a bit older and, you know, it wasn't safe because of the virus. And we just call it the virus, you know. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. My kids are – they're pretty good. Um, So they're – they're a bit bored during the day because they're still at school. Mm. Um, my reason behind that is that um, I have two of the children in the class. There's now we're down to like ten kids in the class. Mm. Two of them are mine, and um, we've missed a lot of school last year. And we ha- mm. with all the appointments mm. they've had, and they had a really bad year last year. And I thought, well, this is a good chance for them to make up on things that I, you know, that they might be behind mm. on, or they need a bit of extra support on. Mm. Um, but they're like, oh, my friends aren't there because of the virus. Why am I there? And I was like, okay, you know what? And so I'm, I'm just going to pull them out. It's, it's all too much. Mm, it is. It's, it's a lot for all these kids to process. And yeah, I was interested because we sort of we have, you know, a thing. There's a germ, but we've been running germs now for a while. You know, germs are bad. They make you sick. You wash your hands, blah, blah, blah. You have to make sure you don't touch stuff. And obviously yeah. we've stepped that up a level. Um, but I'm grateful sort of that the kids don't really understand as much as that and they're not in school. So, I mean, you know, they, they said to me the other day, like preschool, I said, oh, we're just on holidays from preschool because they're too young to really know what's going on. Yeah. So, but, it, yeah, it, it's a really tough one when kids are at that age where um, they know sort of what's going on but not enough detail. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, – and for us, like the kids are saying to me, oh, uh, so we were, took the dog for a walk. And what they've got a mate that goes down there. And I'm like, actually, you know what? You can't just hang out with him and play with him mm. and, and and throw the balls for the dogs. And, you know, they're sharing this slobbery ball from a dog's mouth, but, you know, a wet ball. Mm. And then they're touching, touching their face and hands. And can I, and you know what? We need to do another whole episode on sensory kids during coronavirus oh don't start me getting my sensory kid to wash his hands isn't I mean he does but getting him to wash them for the length of time now that we're trying to do is is a huge yes so we have to do that for sure oh well mine is not the washing mine is I literally caught him sliding down the wall of the doctors the other day with his face against the, oh, the plyboard. I know, and this is why I mean ah! this is why so many people I've mine was eating the car door 
Oh, have you seen that meme of um, everyone else's kids are washing their hands and mine's licking the handrail of the pole? And I was like, really, I don't find that funny. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I really don't find that funny. <laughs> to be fair, I, I feel like I broke a little bit the other day when um, one of my boys woke up first thing in the morning and he, he you know, mommy, mommy, I went in to give him a cuddle and get him up. And the first thing he said to me in the morning as he woke up was, mommy, do I need to wash my hands? Oh, bless. And I thought, so it, wow, we've made some ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, a huge, that's a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, mine's probably too busy with his hands down his pants or something, you know, like. like <laughs> oh, look, it is so just, hard. And, and I guess that's uh, where the debate on schools has come from. That's the problem. That's why we've had yeah. this debate on schools is because kids, they don't. They're, they're kids. They touch everything. They, they lick everything. They eat everything. They don't care. They don't. They really don't. Look, I'd love to hear how other people are coping. I mean, there's so much we could keep talking about, but, um, you know, there's an amazing initiatives that you're doing. Let's just touch on them really quickly. We're starting to run out of time, but let's just quickly get through some of those really fantastic initiatives that you've set up to help support our multiple parents during this time. Yeah, thanks. Um, Because I've I've been this whole week, I have really just been um, head down, bum up, trying to get things organised. My biggest fear is that our multiple birth population is already quite a vulnerable population. We're already not leaving the house as often. We're already struggling when we go out because we can't breastfeed in public because breastfeeding twins means getting your your gear off. Breastfeeding triplets, goodness knows. Um, You know, but being judged by having two bottles, you know, like it's just too hard sometimes to go out. Um, And all of a sudden you can't go out. So to have that thing taken away from you, for me, you can't go to your playgroups. You know, multiple birth playgroups are always really welcoming. Um, and so I've been setting up through twinfo.com.au some virtual buddy groups. Now, they're really small groups. I'm, I'm limiting them to about five people in a group, sometimes six, but sometimes four. Uh, but what I am doing is I'm matching people up with the pretty much the exact same age multiples. Um, for me, I just thought, well, well, you've got um, five strangers, basically, that I'm putting together. At least they've got in common. And I am trying to match up by gender if I can as well. Um, you know, so I've managed to match up quite a few groups, of, for example, of two-year-old boys yeah. um, who have two-year-old boy twins. So I've got six of them. So I've put them all in a group because they're going to have different issues that people with three-and-a-half-year-old boy-girl twins are going to have mm. in this, in, in particularly if we go into lockdown, particularly, you know, with um, everything like that. So I've been res- working really hard on that. Um, I've probably placed at this point in time about 400 people into little groups um, and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback for it just in the fact that I'm really hopeful that this will just help people not feel quite as alone. That's a great idea. I think it's fantastic. I mean, as you said, it's so isolating anyway. We touched on that in season one before we had this COVID-19. Now we're trying to deal with something that's simply impossible for the human psyche to process. So by, you know, linking those people together, what an exceptional job you're doing. And I know it is absolutely, you know, you have been run off your feet trying to do this. But I just want to say what an incredible initiative. No, well, thank you. No, I just... I'm so concerned about our parents' multiple, but like our par- multiple birth parents' um, health out there. Like their mental health is just going to take a beating. 
So if we can do anything, um, the other thing I've done with Twinfo is I've got all, pretty much all of our vendors are going to do a Facebook Live coming up. Um, I've allocated different sleep and settling topics, toilet training topics, starting solids topics, everything like that, just so people do have um, a lifeline, I guess, to reach out for. Um, I've got a, a 31 day mindfulness challenge starting on the main parents of multiples group. Um, I've got a um, an exercise challenge happening in the exercise group. Uh, we, it, it's all happening over at twinfo.com.au. So yeah, if look, if you're struggling, head over and um, there's plenty going on. Yeah, look, that's I'm doing the thing. my absolute best. Yeah, that's the thing. Make sure that you head on over there and, and get some extra support, whatever field it might be in, because you've got heaps of resources and you're doing a great job. Thank you. No, I, I just, I'm, my biggest concern is our, our parents' mental health. Mm. And look, so together if, we'll get through it. Yeah, and look, together we will. Don't forget, if you need to talk to someone, Lifeline is available 13, 11, Absolutely. 14. And you can always reach out and contact either of us um, through my Facebook page, Nikki Nix Ainley, or through twinfo.com.au, obviously. So please, you're not Absolutely. alone. We're all going through a lot, um, and it's hard when you do have multiples. So, you know, we, we all need to come together and support each other wherever we are around the nation. And we're lucky we have technology to do so. We do indeed. So I think we might just leave it mm. here for now, yeah. Nikki, but we're um, we're literally just going to tear up our schedule of things that we yeah. had to talk about because I think that... We're not going to um, tear it up. We hope we're going to come back to it at oh, a later sorry. date. Like True. the NRL or the AFL, we're going to postpone uh, it. <laughs> we're just going to postpone a it. A good postponement. And please rebook. Please yeah. rebook. If you have had to cancel anything, be it your 30th birthday, your... Um, newborn photography shoots, your anything, please go back to your local businesses, even a haircut, my goodness. I just can't, I don't know how we're all going to look by the time we can't get um, scrappy. haircuts for the next. Scrappy as anything. I know. <laughs> That's all right. You know look, what? I'm just going to look normal. Yeah. I'm oh, such no, a stop. bad and girl if I say say that in inverted commas but no. yeah I'm just going to be the same <laughs> and look if, if you are one of the people and, and there's unfortunately undoubtedly going to be more if you if you're losing your job lost your job scared you're going to lose your job in the in the near future um please know that everyone around Australia will do everything we all can to pick everybody back up again when we can yeah absolutely so when this all gets back to normal all I can say is, is just shop local get back into it and um you know check in every Monday and listen to us yeah make sure you reach out if you need any support uh, we'll be back again next week with another update just to keep everybody going please reach out if you need help and Naomi take care don't forget you too. wash your hands and stay 1.5 to 4 metres away from everybody that means your kids <laughs> it's talking twins and more with Nick's and Naomi, thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.